Because there ain't no motherfucking laws now, dude. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. And with that, welcome back to the water cooler. Where we cover everything you need to know to not sound like an asshole at work. And you know what, Kyle? We are dirty, dirty little liars. We are. We are. Told we these have... fine people we would see them tomorrow. That was on what, Sunday? Yeah. Whoopsies. We're we're busy. We're busy little boys. We're busy bodies, you know. Coach Van Dyke, head coach of the College of the Redwood soccer team, FYI, was on a business trip for one day. Then I got a little drunk. Ben Ben was in town. You know, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna not drink if Ben Ben's in town, you know. So we gotta pick up where we left off. And that is with Monday night football. We haven't even covered this yet. The San Francisco 49ers went to Minnesota and got their second loss of the year, 22 to 17 against the Vikings. Weird game there. Um, yeah, definitely a shocker. Kirk Cousins played great. Niners defense was is a weird night for them. They, you know, gave up 17 first half points. They Ran a big blitz right at the end of the first half, and the Vikings just capitalized. Found Addison in the end zone, who had a huge game. Um, you know, they hung around. It was close all second half. Looked like Purdy got a little concussed, um, and he started struggling after that. He took a big hit on the quarterback sneak, mm-hmm. uh, which before everyone complains about how dangerous that play is, it was not even a shove play. It was he just ran a shitty QB sneak. He didn't get low. You know that's where it's going though. They're like, oh, I see these fucking eagles. Exactly. Dumb. It's like, dude. well, if you can't do it, then do a better play to protect your quarterback and get the first down because I didn't even get it either. Yeah. Crazy. Did you but see yeah, his? Really, did his, you see his numbers yeah. after? Yeah. yeah, you got him there. Yeah, I got him. He was two for six for twenty yards, and that's where both of his picks came in after the play where he got a concussion, which they didn't know during the game. This was supposedly on the flight home. He was showing signs of a concussion, and now he's in the protocol, probably going to miss a game. Before that, he was 19 for for 24 for 252 yards and a touchdown. No picks. Yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Like, I know that they have the – it was a weird play. It's tough to see, and if he's not showing signs right away, but – they have those like spotters at the games now. It's kind of like you'd think you would be able to see that he took a big hit if that's the kind of things you're watching for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. But like you said, I mean, I think the story of the day was Kirk Cousins shredding that defense. The defense did not look like this all, all world defense we've come to know. Um, Cousins threw for 378 yards and two touchdowns. Like you said, Jordan Addison went nuts. TJ Hawkinson had a good game. He spread the ball out though. I'm counting it right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, nine different receivers caught a pass against the Niners defense that a lot of people were saying is the best in, in the entire league. Yeah. Yeah. Very, um, very big statement by them to kind of show, Hey, like we're not going to go away quietly, especially in the NFC where that last wild card is 100% going to be up for grabs. Yeah. They're three and four right now. You you could win nine games and, and get in the playoffs, which they can easily do now. I think a big story, too, for the Niners is Trent Williams was out, and that affected their run game. The Vikings pretty much shut down the run game. I mean, McCaffrey was 15 for 45. He had a touchdown. 
but for him, that's a terrible day. He, he did have another touchdown on a catch, a 35 yard catch and run. Uh, so he had a decent day altogether, but 15 for 45 for the best running back in the game. That's yeah. a good day for the Vikings defense. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a good day. And as you know, Niners fans shouldn't worry too much um, with, like you said, Trent Williams being out. He's he's probably their he he's probably their best player, like overall player, which is saying something considering all the guys they have. Um, and when you don't have him, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, t- definitely, hundred percent. And they'll be fine. They're gonna they're gonna figure it out, but. Two bad losses in a row. I mean, and now Purdy's going to miss a game, and you're turning to Sam Darnold. We'll see how that goes. We'll get to that one, though. You know what You know what happened last year, though, when the Niners lost back-to-back games in week six and seven? What? They, they went on and won 12 in a row. They won so. out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> until what? Oh, until they came to Philly, and they decided to block Hassan Reddick with a backup tight end. I don't want to hear no bitching. <laughs> All right, enough of that one. That was last week. We don't give a shit anymore. Let's jump to this Thursday night game we just finished watching tonight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went to Buffalo, hung in towards the very end, kind of. No, they, they did. They had a, the Hail Mary that could have won it. But the Bucs score 18 and lose to the Bills as 24 as the Bills now move to 5-3, and three, and the Bucs fall to 3-4. and four. Yeah, Baker threw the best Hail Mary I've ever seen in my entire life that didn't get caught. That was... I don't know. I don't even know how he got it off, to be honest. It didn't even get touched. Yeah, it didn't even get touched. I've never seen that. The ball hit straight into the turf. Um, Chris Godwin down there had a chance if he could have located it earlier. Um, But yeah, overall, this was this was like a Thursday night mid off. This this shit was not good. I'm very concerned about the bills at this point. The Bucks are not a very good team. They'll be probably in contention in the NFC South because of how bad it is. Um, you know, it's probably going to take eight or nine wins to win that division. Um, so they may be hanging around in that, but they're, they're not a, a real threat in the playoffs or anything. And just, you know, infuriating drive that they went on like <laughs> 17 plays, 97 yards, you know, you're down by two scores and you're just, going about it like you got all the time in the world um it was it was crazy they're huddling up (laughs) they're they're getting in huddles like with four or five minutes left you know it's like man what are we what are we doing but yeah it looked like they were the better team the the team that was winning just trying to solve it when you're like damn they're elite driving three fourths downs they're just gonna go win this game it's like no you, you you lost yeah that was literally like the the Eagles drives that they go on yeah. and just to put it away, except they were down by two scores, not up by two <laughs> scores. So not not a not a good look for them. But yeah, the Bills are definitely concerning. They continue to rely on Josh Allen to do too much. Um he got banged up a little bit, um, but ultimately was able to stay in the game. But it's just that's another thing too with the coaching over there. Like I don't think McDermott's a very good coach at this point. Sure, he's a good defensive guy, but you need an offensive coach in there. Josh Allen gets banged up. He's in the in the medical tent. He doesn't miss a play. They bring him back out. And what's the first play they call? They call a bootleg and have him, like, roll out. He just got banged up. Like, why are you putting all this stress on him? He got, has a defender right in his face, throws it, gets tipped, interception. It's like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Like, help yeah. your guy out a little bit. 
Yeah, that is crazy. But I agree. I mean, they've had three pretty disappointing weeks in a row now ever since they beat the Dolphins, which was a great win. But now it's just got me thinking that in the AFC, it's just the Chiefs and everybody else. Like, I don't think anyone's – I think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And the NFC is still up for grabs. Eagles obviously look very good. But I don't think these these Bills can hang. The Dolphins, I think, are a great team. But their two biggest games, they got smoked by the Bills and they got smoked by the Eagles. Yeah. So, sure, it's great when you can put up 80 on the Broncos, but you're not going to face the fucking Broncos in the playoffs. So, yeah, I don't know about this AFC, man. I think uh, these Bills are – they're in trouble. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, definitely shaking up really weird over there. Um, it feels like, like the NFC is top-heavy and the AFC is, like, middle-class heavy. Like, they got some really good teams who – like on a good day, they're really good. Could probably beat anyone, but they're just not consistent, except for the Chiefs. Yeah, um, it's going to be a battle to see who gets to go to Kansas City and lose that game to go to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, who gets to who gets to who gets to probably backdoor cover the AFC Championship game because they score <laughs> yeah. they score like in the last minute and then have to get an onside kick. Yeah, and just a, a friendly reminder: the trade trade deadline in the NFL is next Tuesday, I think, on Halloween, right? So, you know, maybe the Bills, like, teams like that that know they are that second tier of the AFC and they've got Super Bowl hopes, maybe they'll make some big moves. Historically, the NFL trade deadline isn't that big a deal, but it seems like in the last, like, two years there's been some some big names changing places. So hopefully that happens again. Yeah, Eagles already made a big move. Yeah, was it big, though? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. He's a stud. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah, maybe I don't know. Like, I just feel like this guy's been around for a long time. Maybe you don't know. Well, you're the ball know. guy, so that's why I'm asking. I'm just asking questions here. I didn't know that was against the fucking rules. Jeez. <laughs> that's all right. Let's move it on. We got a full slate ahead of us. No buys. Shit ton of games this weekend should be fun. Let's kick it off with your Eagles. They're going to Washington. As seven-point favorites on the road against the Commanders, divisional matchup with an over-under of 43.5 points. We saw this rodeo once before this year. You told me the Eagles were going to fucking kill the Commanders. What do you think here? I, you know, if you listen to our recap pod on Sunday, Washington plays well every other game. Um, They were really shitty last week which would imply that they are going to play good this week. Um, on the pot, I may have misspoken and said I would, you know, take the money line no matter who they're playing. Quickly realize they're playing the Eagles. Um, I'm not a liar, but I say some things without uh, knowing all the facts sometimes. Um, now that the facts are out, the other side of this equation is that the commanders always play well against the Eagles. So with that being said – those those two cancel each other out. Eagles are covering. Eagles by 10 plus this game. Oh my God. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. How many lies does it take to be a liar? Um, two negatives make a positive, baby. I don't know. You tell one lie, you're a liar. Just like you fuck one goat, you're a goat fucker. <laughs> Learned that back in 4 H. Shout out Down Art County. 
But no, I, I I think the commanders cover here. I honestly do. I mean, the Eagles are flying too high right now. Like th- these divisional matchups, it's a good division. Even with the Giants being shitty, like they're still playing fucking scrappy football. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to give them fits. Like I could see this game going to overtime, honestly. That's the game two weeks ago. Eagle, Eagles are going to adjust there. That is the thing, though. Like you, you don't get two shots at the Eagles. Like it, when you're a, a lesser team, like they're going to be coming in ready to play. But I don't know, man. Everything's just lining up. You've been saying it since last week, and you did lie. I think the commanders are going to cover here. I, I'll I'll fucking do it. You want to do it? Oh, yeah? Veer bet? On the spread? On the spread. Give me... Oh, you're going to give me the point. Don't fuck with me. You're going to give me the points. Listen, give me, give me a half point. No. But it's then a, that makes a push. Whatever the spread is on Sunday morning. Okay. Handshake. All right. It's on. Anything else on that one? No, I just fucking love that for me so much. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Next up, we got the New England Patriots going down to Miami against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites at home. That's why you're seeing it as minus nine and a half for those that don't know. And the over under on the game is 47 points. I expect a bounce back here from the Dolphins. Um, the Patriots, even when they were good, always struggled in Miami. And now they're not very good. They got the win against Buffalo last week. You know, big surprise there. I think that I'm, that had to be the peak. Um, they're still not a good team. The Dolphins are coming off of, you know, a tough game with the Eagles on the road. They get to come back home. I, I really like them to cover it. Uh, to win, you know, and cover that uh, nine and a half for sure. Yeah, you almost got a real sneaky line here, like a, like a sneaky value because the Dolphins are coming off like a kind of a bad loss. Yeah. And the Patriots are coming off a really good win. It's like, oh, maybe we could get that at like six and a half. Nah, <laughs> Vegas knows. So yeah, I, I think the Dolphins cover too, but fucking hey, man, this Patriots, you just can never really count out Bill Belichick. And maybe now that they're bad, maybe now they play the Dolphins good. Maybe they get the... Reverse of how that used to be. Oh, now we're- Plus, you got to keep an eye. They said that he's he's probable now, I think, but technically he's still listed as questionable. Tyreek Hill has got a hip injury. If he's limited at all, yeah, you know you can definitely see the Patriots backdoor in that. If the if the Dolphins are up a couple touchdowns or up ten, and the Patriots kick a meaningless field goal, um, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's the that's the stuff that. Gives you nightmares as a better, um, but Tyreek, like Tyreek said himself, he's good, and I feel like his limited could lead to uh, like three touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> in, um, so yeah, I still like the Dolphins. I I do think there's something to the way they struggled, um, even in like Tom Brady's heyday. Like the at Miami was the one thing they like seemingly always had weird things with um and i i think that'll continue here when it's hot there have you seen like the way their stadium set up the home field advantage they have where their entire sideline is in the shade and the entire visitor visitor sideline is just direct sunlight it gets hot as shit over there yeah and i'm sure it is going to be hot there as well let's double let's let's check our trusty nfl weather while you're looking that up the the over under of 47 give me the over on that yeah, I like that. Patriots. There's a, 
Dolphins are scoring 30 plus. Yeah. Patriots got to score like two times. We'll be all right. There's a there's a chance Miami does that on their own. Yeah. Uh, we got a chance at thunderstorms though and some wind. 83 degrees. So it's gonna be gonna be muggy. Yeah, those guys are gonna be running though. They'll, they'll be all right. I think they'll be good. All right, moving on. We got another NFC East team, AFC East, excuse me, going against the NFC East. Battle for New York. We got the Jets at the Giants. The Jets are minus two and a half, technically on the road, but I don't think it really matters here. Uh, with an over-under of a disgusting 36 and a half. Not gonna be a lot of offense in this one. Jets got to be the favorite going in. We'll see what the Giants are doing at quarterback, if it's going to be to Rod Taylor, Daniel Jones. But Giants have been playing pretty good ball. Yeah, they've been very competitive lately. Um, that being said, I love the Jets in this spot. I think, I don't know, minus two and a half is, you know, like we've talked about before, that's a beautiful line because they win by field goal and and, and you, you cash your bet. Um it's also pretty funny that it's the New York Jets versus New York Giants in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey mm-hmm. um, marketing. But um, <laughs> yeah, like you said, that over-under is disgusting. This, uh, the offenses in this game will be disgusting. So give me the team with the better defense, which is the Jets. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Uh, I agree. Probably better coaching too. Um, I think the, the over-under is too low. There's enough playmakers out there. There's enough athletes on the field to get that over. And one of these quarterbacks, if not both, is throwing a pick six. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the move right there. Maybe if we look up the fucking prop bet there, yeah. anytime touchdown on the defense. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got the LA Rams going to Texas against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are six point favorites at home with an over under of 45 and a half points. Yeah, this one is, you know, this is another one where I could see it being really tight. But I do I, – I'm leaning Cowboys here. They're coming off a bye. Um, they'll be at home. I'm leaning Cowboys. Um, the six points is a little high for my liking, but I could easily see them winning by a touchdown. And worst case, say it goes to overtime or something, Cowboys score a touchdown, you still get a push there. Um but yeah, I I think that over under is a little low though, forty five and a half. I could see this turn into a little bit of a shootout. Yeah, definitely, I could see that too. I mean, the Cowboys' defense has had some huge games this year, but they've been against like absolute trash, you know, quarterbacks. And the Rams aren't that. They're a solid team this year. They're only three and four right now, but they've had a tough schedule and it's not getting any easier going on the road to the Cowboys. But um, they're going to be out there. They're going. They're they're going to keep it competitive. That six points is tough, though, because it could be a great game. It could be 24 to 24, and the Cowboys go down the last drive, score a touchdown, kick an extra point, and cover. Yeah. That's that's what's tough about the NFL and these lines. I think the Rams are good enough that I would probably take them plus six, or if my boy Kyle V wants to get teasy with it, that's a great teaser right there because Rams are covering 12. Yeah, both of these – both of those – the spread and the over under are beautiful for the teaser because you hit that Rams at plus 12. And if you hit that over and give you the six points, that's 39 and a half there. There's no way I see a game playing out that in a way where the Rams don't cover 12 and the total doesn't go over 40. Like that feels like take it to the bank, you know? 
Yeah, and and just for the people out there that have never teased before, they're not they don't live on the edge like you. Can you give us a brief rundown on what that is? Yeah, so what a teaser is, you pick like the games you like against the spread. You pick over-unders you like as well. But you're not picking a money line. You pick with the spread. You select a few of them, however many you want to get crazy with. I typically ride with five, five different ones I like. And a teaser will give you six points on the side you pick. So if I decided I wanted to do the Cowboys minus six instead, and I click that and do a teaser, that turns it into them just winning. They're they're at zero points. So if they win, um, at, if they win, it wins. Um, if that makes sense. But if you choose the Rams side, it gives you the six points on their side, so it makes them plus twelve. Um, so it's fun. It's fun to do these with lines that you feel confident about. Like like I said, the Rams and Cowboys. I could see this game playing out either way. I'm leaning Cowboys, so I could see them covering, win by a touchdown in a close game, and you still cover. So instead, you hit that teaser, and you it makes you makes you feel a little more comfortable. It obviously affects the amount of money you win. Um, but the reason I go with five is when you um, when you pick five, it's plus four hundred when you pick five of them and that gets you, you know, you throw $20 at it and you're, that's a hundred dollar payout. So I like, who doesn't want a hundred dollars? I would love a hundred dollars. Fucking let's go. Although the teaser I won last weekend, um, that I, I placed uh shout out bookie T. Um, he, he got it in for me. I asked him to put it in for 20 and he said, uh, insufficient funds. So I said, just empty it out, whatever it's worth. And it was 17, like 73, I think. Cash that shit. No no new deposit for bets this week. You went from that worst feeling of the insufficient funds, no matter where you see that in your life, whether it's in your sports book, your bank account, like this is never good, to the best feeling. Like you don't even have to fucking worry about it for like three more weeks at least. Exactly. Love exactly. that. All right, moving on. Thank you for that little lesson in teasing Bachelor V. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Pittsburgh against the Steelers with the Jaguars are minus two and a half point favorites on the road with an over-under of four and one. These Jags are five and two. This would be a a, a real big win for them just to like prove like they're legit because they've had some wins against some some lesser opponents. We don't really know for sure what they are, but they are pulling away in that division. So this is a big one right here. This is a huge one. I don't know which way to lean. Um you know, everything that I've watched tells me to go with the Jaguars here, especially with that nice, like, you know, like we've talked about, you see a minus two and a half. That's a beautiful line, beautiful line. If you like the team that's favored. Um, but that being said, Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, and anytime they're underdogs in situations like this, like they're a home team underdog, he's going to have those guys motivated these are the games they always find a way to win. These are the games where, you know, if you bet the Jaguars in this one, you're sitting there watching, you're like, oh, yeah, they're covering all day long. And then all of a sudden, TJ Watt gets a strip sack. Um, Kenny Pickett finds, you know, Deontay Johnson. And then you're like, what the hell just happened? The Steelers are, won this game by four, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. And I lean under too, 41. I, I don't know. Both these offenses are. Like the Jaguars offense is good, but the Steelers defense 
will find a way to, you know, dominate, I'm sure. And yeah, I don't know. This this feels like a stay away game, to be honest. Yeah, the Jags have been playing good defense too, so it's gonna be tough for the Steelers to move the ball. But I I I, I could totally see that happen where you you have the Jags minus two and a half, which means they just need to win by a field goal to cover. Tied up, they have like a 35 yard chip shot to win the game. Someone blocks it, and all of a sudden, TJ Watts run down the fucking sideline just to win it on like a block field or something crazy. Like that's just what the Steelers do. Somehow they're four and two, and I don't think anyone no. respects them. Like I don't think anyone out there is like, yeah, that, that's a four and two fucking football team. But they just fucking do it. I don't know if it's Tomlin. I don't know if it's just gritty ass defense. If it's just that Pittsburgh mentality is kind of like the guys over in Philly. You know, just fucking gritty and tough and get shit done. Uh, I. You know, if I had to bet it, I'm 100% going the Jags. I just like the athletes that they have. Like, I like the guys they have. And and they're 5-2. and two. They've been playing great football. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet this one. Yeah. I I agree with you, too. Like, the way the spread is, I would, if I had to, I'd go the Jags uh, to win by that field goal. But, man, I, it's, it's hard to uh, – Hard to bet against uh, Tomlin and the Steelers as a home underdog. Yeah, I agree. Let's get the hell out of there. <laughs> Moving on, we got the Minnesota Vikings going to Green Bay against the Packers, where the Vikings are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road with an over-under of 42, a big divisional matchup that might not really mean shit, but if the Vikings win this game, they can definitely get back into that playoff picture like we talked about. Yeah, love the Vikings here. <clears throat> love the Vikings the way they've been playing they just they're coming off a big win and I just don't think the Packers are any good I I don't I'm not ready to give up on Jordan Love in general like like team people just be giving up on on quarterbacks and, and players a little too quick uh it seems these days love love is just barely getting his first opportunities but the way the Vikings have been playing Give me them all day, especially, you know, minus one and a half. They win by a field goal and, yeah. and, and you let them. So you're saying we should give Love a chance? We should. We've, we've been burned before, but we'll be all right. I love that. I agree on the Vikings part. I don't agree on the Jordan Love part. I think we've seen enough. Honestly, I don't <laughs> know. It's, it's super early, but he's like, advanced metrics i guess which i don't really know shit about but just everything you know beyond just like completion percentage like he's like lowest in the league in, in multiple different categories he's just not he can't really throw the ball down the field like he can't use these wide receivers and they've just been fucking terrible they've lost some bad games and yeah. vikings are picking up some steam i think they go win this game pretty easy and then they're looking at getting Justin Jefferson back in a couple of weeks, and they've really opened up this offense without him. You just throw him back in the mix, and I think they're going to be a super fun team to bet on, super fun team if you have anyone in fantasy. Uh, they're just going to be putting up points the rest of the year. That should be fun. Yeah. Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere. They're just going to be throwing the fuck out of the ball and, and trying to go win games that way, which is fun to watch. Love it. So give me the Vikings in this one. That's a smash, I think. I, I think that's going to be my parlay. I'll have to put something together yeah. at the end. Of this. <clears throat> yeah, that one, that one might be a little, little lock of the week there. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got the surging Houston Texans going to the whatever the reverse of surging is, the Carolina Panthers, who are still winless. 
The Texans are minus three and a half on the road with an over under of 43 and a half points. I think it would be purging, right? Surging and purging. Does that work? I like it. Yeah. That rhymes. Yeah. Give me the surge here. Uh, both teams coming off a bye. And one's just significantly better than the other. I um, I know they're on the road, but the coaching, the vibes, everything's riding high um, for Houston right now, especially compared to Carolina. Um, Texans are well above expectations at this point. And we talked about it a little bit before, but it, it sure seems like the Panthers head coach, Frank Reich, wanted um, C.J. Stroud as his quarterback and ownership wanted Bryce Young. So there's potential to think for things to get real awkward here if the Texans uh, win by it a lot and Bryce Young doesn't look good. Yeah, it, it could be very awkward. Like, they might try and keep C.J. Stroud in Carolina. They're <laughs> not going to let him get away again. Like, come on. Yeah. He looks fucking awesome. He's super fun to watch. Like He's spreading the ball around. Um, Tank Dell should be back, I'm pretty sure. He's missed it the last couple games, but he was off to a great start. Him and Nico Collins, even Dalton Schultz getting involved. Like they're moving the ball on offense in a way that I don't think anyone expected. So yeah. it's been fun to watch. I don't think there's too much you can say about the Panthers. Like they're just not a good football team. They don't have a good roster. They don't really have anything going for them right now. Um, except Bryce Young. Hopefully he can turn around, put together a good career, but it's not gonna happen this week. So give me the Texans on that one. I think that's a smash too. Love to have the money line there. I don't think I would bet the minus three and a half just because of the field goal possibility, but money line at minus 180. Put that in a parlay. It's not too bad. It's not. Or you do the thing where you buy the points down. You get get them at minus two and a half. Mm -hmm. Minus two and a half. Now we're talking about a little advanced shit there. I don't know if I can get that far. I don't have a master's degree like you, but I'm a simple man. Just give me the money line. Hey, you're a Chico State businessman, though. <laughs> That's a fact. Go Wildcats. <laughs> Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons. First place in the in the division. Going to Tennessee against the Titans. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites on the road. Oh, man. With an over-under of 35 points even. That is sick. <laughs> yeah, disgusting. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, know what to say. <laughs> uh, it leaves me speechless. I've never seen an over under that low 35. That's insane. Um, but similarly to what we talked about with Mike Tomlin, the Steelers, except the Titans have been significantly worse. But you have Mike Mike Vrabel in a game at home as an underdog against a team that, like, you know, they're good, but they're definitely a better team. But man, I don't know. I feel like Vrabel probably has these guys ready to go. So I kind of lean Titans, but I, this this game is disgusting. It's gross. The only thing I would love to bet in this game is the over on like over three and a half field goals. That's usually like the standard line for the field goals in a game is three and a half. Yeah. There's going to be more than that because they're not scoring touchdowns here, I don't think. But I don't know. I think the Titans are starting Malik Willis. I'm pretty sure. Did you see that too? No. And they're talking about they want to see Willis and Levis going forward. They're talking about shipping out. Like you just said, they they traded Kevin Bayard to the uh, fucking Eagles. Derrick Henry could be on his way out. Two-time All-Pro, by the way, Kevin Bayard. Um, That's what I'm saying. He's getting, you know, that was in the past, man. We look to the future here on the water cooler. But (laughs) if Derrick Henry is on his way out, it, it just feels like, 
there's probably guys in the locker room that are like, yeah, fuck, like this thing's kind of over. It's tough yeah. to get motivated for that. At the end of the day, though, they are professionals. They're they're playing for paychecks out there. They don't really give a shit about the team. Probably at the end of the day, I have no idea what to do here. Fuck this game. This game is gonna suck ass. I hate Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons. Got some of the best players in the league. Just doesn't want to use them. Doesn't even give a shit. He's so frustrating as a coach. Rabel's the man, but they just don't have the talent right now. Fuck this game. Yeah, I concur. All right, moving on. We got the New Orleans Saints going to Indy against the Colts. The Saints are one-point favorites on the road with an over-under of 44. And that's very intriguing considering the football we've seen from the Saints lately. Yeah, this is another gross game. We have a we have a few gross um, games in the early morning slot, which is kind of good because we're up, that's the ninth game of the morning slot. That's just... Too much going on. You know so, why they're all gross? It's the NFC South versus the fucking AFC South. It is. All three of those last three games. Oh, jeez. And the highest over-under is 44 points. It's, it's all. It's just bad teams from different conferences playing each other. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Bad look for the South right now. Yeah. <laughs> Go north. That's the one. Um yeah, this is uh this is another one. This one this one might be this one might be the trust your nuts game of the week for me here. Um, you know, it's one you can see playing out either way. The Saints have not looked very good. Derek Carr does not look very good. Um, but then you have, you know, Garner Minshew, like we've talked about before. He has not been good in games where he's known to be the starter. Um where when you your team has time to prepare for them. Um, it usually works out pretty well for your team. Mm-hmm. And that same defense is pretty good. Um, I think you get a little bit of value with this over under because the Colts actually put up points last week against the Browns and 44 feels really high for two offenses that, that have not been very good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You just gotta, you gotta trust your nuts here. And for me, that tells me to go Saints. I feel that. I'll, I'll give that the uh, old mushroom stamp. Trust your nuts game of the week. I think it comes down to like, you know, there's a, like Derek Carr is a quarterback in the league where people are so split on him. Like some people love the way he plays. Some people hate it because he's checking down. Like you just, there's nothing exciting. And Gardner Minshew is the same way, but for a completely different reason. Like some people yeah. hate it. Some people love it because he's out there fucking slinging that thing. He's taking chances and usually they don't pay off, but sometimes they do. So whatever side you're on of that, just roll with that. If, yeah. if, if you like that style with that Gardner Minshew plays, bet the Colts money line, let it ride. If you think Derek Carr is a, a good quarterback in the NFL, go that way. Trust your Yeah. Name. Yeah. If you, um, if you're leaning Saints like me, ride with them, but don't watch it because it's gonna stress you out. If you're if you're thinking if you're leaning Colts, you can watch it, you can enjoy it because if either Minshew finds some magic and it's fun for you to watch, um, or he fucking sucks again and you just know it's early, it's over early. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I will say Alave is gonna have a big game. He just got arrested for speeding like thirty-five over the speed. I think he was going seventy and a thirty-five is what it was, which is not great. Uh, but he's out of jail. He's not gonna get suspended probably. So 
he's got a little bit to prove. He's been kind of slacking a little bit lately. Look for him to have a nice big bounce back game right here. Yeah. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns going to Seattle against the Seahawks, where the Seahawks are three and a half point favorites at home with another low over under of 38, which I don't know about that one, man. The Browns just gave up 39 last week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's another super low um, total there. Um, but yeah, I I, I kind of get where Vegas is coming from with this, this line, though, because I could really see the Browns defense bouncing back here. I could see their their style of play giving Geno a lot of trouble. Um, you know, they get pressure with four. The Seahawks offensive line is not the greatest over there. Um, so I could see it being a long day for Geno. I kind of like the Browns with the three and a half here, but, you know, this is a, another pretty um, just – whatever game you know i'm glad it's on i'm glad it's football you know but um some games some games are better than others you know yeah 100 percent. i'd go the other way though i, I like the seahawks here the three and a half like you know like i said i get where you're coming from with that half point it's kind of tough but i do think the seahawks win this game and probably win it by more um just comes down to coaching and just like as an organization, the Seahawks are much better run and they just put their guys in a way better position to win. You do have two quarterbacks and PJ Walker and Geno Smith who are just kind of like barely above average or whatever they are. They've had their moments, but they're kind of almost the same guy. Like if PJ Walker was in Seattle, he'd have some success because they're just a, a better run organization, a better coached football team. And they just put guys in better positions. This Cleveland Brown defense is nasty and they win games because of them, but it's in spite of the offense and in spite of the coaching, like they don't do anything to help. So because of that, the Seahawks are a more complete team. I think they're going to win the game, and I'm going to take them to cover too. I, w- I would like to switch. I'm actually – the Seahawks are going to win by at least a touchdown. Um, they're wearing their throwbacks. They're wearing there their, is. their throwbacks. Um, I'd like to officially switch my pick Seahawks by a touchdown. Love it. Let's let's lock that one, and that's going in the parlay. Yep. Next up, we got the six and one Kansas City Chiefs going to Denver, where the Chiefs are minus seven on the road with an over under of forty seven points. That should be more points, more more points for the spread on the Chiefs. Yeah, this is a perfect KV tease me baby game right here. Hit that minus seven, get those six points. Chiefs minus one. Easy, easy money. But I kind of like them to just straight up cover anyway. Um, they own the Broncos. Mahomes has not lost to them in his career, which is just insane. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't really know what the, I don't see a way the Broncos keep this uh, very competitive for very long. Yeah, they're just so bad. They have done nothing this year to to impress anyone. They've lost to bad teams. Like I don't know. They're just a terrible team, and the Chiefs started off kind of slow. Their only loss was the the opener, and since then they've won six straight, and they seem to just now be finding their stride on offense. Like Mahomes and Kelsey are as good, if not better, than they've ever been. Maybe it all comes down to if Taylor Swift is in the crowd because then Kelsey is just going to keep going crazy. But That's true. The Broncos are going nowhere. The Chiefs are 
you know, easily the favorites to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl, probably win the Super Bowl. No offense to you as an Eagles fan. Um, but they're just two completely different teams right now. They play in the same division in the same conference in the same league, but they shouldn't fucking relegate these Broncos out of this yeah. thing. They're trash. Then the Broncos to the SEC West, dude. <laughs> yeah, they probably lose a couple games there too. <laughs> Anything else on that one? You good there? I'm good there. Chiefs did lose their first game, like you said. They didn't have Chris Jones or Travis Kelsey that game. They're undefeated at uh, full strength. Two so. all pros. Yeah. And I would probably take the over of the 47 just because the Chiefs can put up 40 by themselves. Yeah. Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens coming off the big beer bet win for you against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Ravens are minus nine and a half on the road. This is the spread that the Chiefs should have with an over under of 44 and a half points. Yeah, I expect um, – so Kyler Murray's off the injury report as of today. So I expect them to have a little juice from that. Maybe it stays close. You think he's got to um, play? I mean, he's off the injury report. Why wouldn't he play? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But they haven't said he's going to start, which is weird to do one and not the other. So I don't I don't really know. It's just a weird-ass fucking team over there, honestly. Yeah, they're he'll probably play the first half and they'll bench him because <laughs> – <laughs> trade him at <laughs> halftime yeah they don't want to they don't want to win um but yeah raven ravens will win this game that nine and a half is a little high for my liking especially in a game that has an over under of only 44 and a half um so you know they're gonna have to score quite a bit of points to get there um and i don't know if they really need to do that they'll run the ball just fine and and run clock and and hopefully have more success in the red zone than they've had. But yeah, I think they win pretty comfortably, but not, not sure which way I'd lean on the spread there. Um, but with them being under the 10, you know, that, that feels, that feels pretty safe uh, for me too. just, they're, they're much better than the Cardinals. So they are much better. That's a little too much for me. Like, I don't know. They just beat the shit out of the lions. I know that they just have had a few moments this year where they're, They've struggled. They haven't looked good at all. And the Cardinals have had those moments on the other side where they're a bad team, but they've played above expectations and they've played to their opponent's level. So I think it'll be kind of closer at halftime. Shit, maybe in the Cardinals going to half with a lead, Ravens pull away, but you know, you could get a little backdoor cover there. Nine and a half is a lot in the NFL for a road team. It really team is. That's not the Chiefs. So yeah, yeah I, I don't really know what to do with that one. Ravens, I think, definitely win the game. Lamar should have a fucking heyday out there against this defense. Um, if you got him in fantasy, you're feeling really fucking good. Other than that, there's not a lot going on in this one. But keep an eye on the Ravens. Some rumors about them trying to make a deal for a running back, like we talked about Derrick Henry. You put him over there? Holy shit, that team is crazy. It looked fucking sick in those uniforms, oh, too. You give him a nice visor with the fucking bird on his shoulder. That would look nice. A sick bird, too, not an eagle. Chill. Next up, we got these Cincinnati Bengals going to San Francisco. This is a huge game for the Bengals right here. Like, this will tell us if they're legit or not. The Niners are four-point favorites at home with an over-under of 43.5 points. But we got the Niners without Brock Purdy. Like, is that for sure or just, like, 90%? It, it seems pretty certain because he's yeah. in the protocol. And he got put in it kind of late, too. Late, so, yeah. it seems like he'll probably miss. Um but to be honest, either way, love the Bengals at that 
plus four. Love that a lot. They're coming off a bye. They've been playing a lot better. Burrow looks so much more healthy. And you imagine with a week off, um, he should be looking good again. So and that defense has been playing really, really good. So I don't know. That line seems kind of crazy to me. I like give me the Bengals all day there. Yeah, I agree. I, I, no, I'm not going to say all day. Like I probably wouldn't bet it. I'm not going to bet it. Um, but after watching Kirk Cousins fucking shred this defense, Joe Burrow is a much better quarterback than Kirk Cousins is. And they got just playmakers all over the place. I don't understand this at all. Sam Darnold is a decent backup quarterback in the NFL, but he's not a very good starter. We've seen that time and time again. And like you said, the Bengals defense is the one who's really been holding it together for the first six weeks for them. Offense finally kicked it into gear the last couple of games, but that's going to be a tough matchup for him. I know they're at home. I don't think it really matters. The Bengals, they're going to win that game. I think right? so too. They're winning that I game. No, no, nah, nah, I might bet it. I don't know. Plus 164 going to be real fucking nice in a parlay. Nice and juicy. That's a juicy titty if i ever seen one in my life. Nope. Next up, we got the Chicago Bears on Sunday night football against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are minus eight and a half at home with an over-under of 46 and a half. And this is after the Bears are coming off of a huge win against a very, very decent Las Vegas Raiders team. <laughs> Yeah, interesting, <laughs> interesting choice of words there. Um, I love how you tailed off um, after all the varies, but yeah, I, I, you know, that spreads pretty high for a Chargers team that's been struggling. But the Bears, I think the honeymoon phase is over. Fields is still doubtful, and you got Bajent coming in uh, to start again. Give me the Chargers to win by i think two touchdowns probably like i don't I, don't I, think so man but what you don't? I mean, what have they done to show that they can do that they just lost so two in a row they've lost two in a row their last win was against the raiders where they won by seven against a rookie quarterback who they sacked like what nine times or some shit he had a terrible game and they still almost they had a chance at the end of the game to go win it yeah they were fucking close except mcdaniel's dumbass calls a fucking Design play for fucking Jacoby Myers. Don't even want to get back to that. It was three weeks ago. Chill out. Not a big deal. Yeah. This this Chargers team is garbage, dude. Staley is not the guy. Did you see this quote from Austin Eckler today too? It was I think it was today. And there's a little bit of context that has to be added to it. But a reporter asked him like how the guys in the locker room are feeling about Brandon Staley. And he said he has no opinion on it. And it was like, all right, well, that sounds bad. It sounds like you do have an opinion. You just don't want to say it. He's, and he came back and said, well, I don't spend my time thinking about my opinion on the head coach because it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just here to play football, do my job. But it's like, if you really like the guy, like you ask Pat yeah. Mahomes, what he thinks about Andy Reid. I fucking love yeah. Andy Reid. I'd die yeah. for that man. Yeah. To just say you have no opinion. You can't even lie and say he's a good guy. <laughs> like, feels like you don't fucking like him. I, I I hate this Chargers team. I'm so out on them. Give me the Bears at plus three to three hundred and ten to win it. I don't think they will, but I I don't know why anyone in their right mind would bet on the Chargers to fucking cover eight and a half points against any team in the NFL. No, that that's you make very fair points there. Um, love the passion and uh, yeah, they have I, a worse record than the Raiders. Yeah. If the Raiders were minus eight and a half against the Bears right now, who would you pick? 
The Raiders. I for me right now, this is more to do you with hate this Bears team. No. Bajant got the job done last week. Like if if they play, you know, obviously they did to the Raiders last week. His first start coming off this great story, blah, blah, blah. He came out, did well, you know, they get the win. That shit always falls back down to earth, always. And that's more what it has to do than the Chargers. Or I do agree with you. I do agree with you that, you know, when a guy plays out of his mind and then they come back down to earth, but he didn't against the Raiders. I think he had like 160 yards or something. Yeah. Like, uh, he didn't do a lot. Like they just played the way that they can play with him, put him in a decent position to win, which is shocking because they're a terrible franchise right now too, that they did the right thing for the rookie. But I don't know, man. There's just nothing about this Chargers team. Like Keenan Allen's great. Austin Elker's great, but they don't even give him the fucking ball. But what was it we were talking about last week? It's third and short. That's a fucking third and short. That's what Austin Eckler lives off. That's where he makes his fucking hay right there. Yeah. You got Keenan Allen, who's one of the best route runners in the league. Like he doesn't need to get deep balls. He can go across the middle and catch fucking anything for four yards. And what do you do? You run it with Josh Kelly. Just stupid, dude. They're just stupid. I hate them. Yeah, man. I, I, I mean, if you you can go back to. Our week one pod. I was calling for Brandon Staley's job then. I hate him too. I hate him. This is just more to do with, you know, the nature of the the ebbs and flows of the league, especially when you're a D two um, D two undrafted free agent. Yeah, I get that. I, I do get that because you've seen that time and time again. Where it's like, oh, what a great story, and then the next week's like four picks, or he's out of the league in like two weeks. Exactly. But I don't know. I'm not gonna put it in my parlay. But if I lose my parlay, which I probably will, I'm going to double down on this. the Bears fucking covering the eight and a half. That's for sure. Speaking of which, that brings us to the end of the slate. We'll cover that Monday night game. Um, Sunday night, we'll record at the end of the games after the Sunday night football game. Get you a little primer for Monday night football and maybe with some World Series talk leaning into it. Before we get into anything else, though, you got some money tips for these people? I, sh- I sure do. I just cooked up. A teaser. I know I said, I know I said, um, I know I said I like to stick to five, found a sixth. Um, got six, six things up in here. And I'll, I'll break it down here. Like we talked about Rams with the plus six, getting them up to plus 12. Just absolutely love that there. Love that there. Um, you know, I feel like it's going to be a pretty close game. We got the over in that game, which, brings it down to just 39 and a half. So, you know, feel like there'll be no issues with the teams hitting that. Um, give me the chiefs at minus one should win that game easily against the Broncos. As we talked about Bengals plus 10 there. Love that. Love that. Love them to probably win the game, but this, you know, if you get 10 points on that, that feels so safe. Um, give me the chargers minus two and a half. Again, has to do with the line, brings it down to the two and a half, win by a field goal, we're in the money. Don't you dare shake your head when I'm talking about giving the people money. Um, and then last but not least, I know we're gonna cover the actual game, but that minus eight line for the Lions um against the Raiders Monday night, you get it down to minus two, same thing, win by a field goal, easy money. You throw you throw twenty five dollars at it, picking a sixth gets it up to plus six hundred. You throw 
25 at it, you're bringing home 175. Love that. I love every single one of those except that Sunday night game. And, and you're right. The Lions to get them minus two against the Raiders is fucking incredible, especially at home on Monday night football. Yeah. But how do you look at those two games specifically and say, yeah, the Chargers deserve the same, nay, a, a higher spread than the Lions? The Lions have great played great football all year. The Chargers haven't played a good game yet. And the Bears yeah. just beat the Raiders. How can you get there? The math is not mathing. If anything, you're going to tease me, get that eight and a half to plus 14 and a half. The Bears just have to keep it within two touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't see it from the, I don't I'm see angry it with you right now. I don't see it from the Bears. Hey, I fucking hate Brandon Staley. I hate Brandon Staley. If they lose that game, if they lose that game, if they don't cover that two and a half, he, He's good. He's done. He don't get fired. He's going to get fired. Yeah. He would have to get fired after that, which, Hey, maybe silver lining. Let's go bears. Come on. <laughs> All right. Here's what I got for you. I'm keeping it real simple. Uh, it's only plus three fifty seven, but we're not going to shame that. We like that, you know, keep it simple. Just go win some money. I got the Vikings minus one and a half. They're at the Packers. Packers haven't done shit. We talked about it already. Vikings going to win that game. They have to win that game to keep their playoff hopes even alive. They will. The Texans over the Panthers, I'm just taking money line, which is minus 180. Don't even need to cover because the three and a half, that half point is a little scary. Could be a field goal game. But the Panthers just, you know what they don't do all year? Win games. Yeah. So they're not going to start this week. Give me the Texans to win. And the last one, I got the Seattle Seahawks getting a win against the Browns. I'm just taking a money line again because that three and a half is a little scary. I know the Browns have a great defense, but overall, the Seahawks are just a much better organization. Like I said, just from top to bottom, they do everything better. The only place that the Browns haven't beat is Miles Garrett, basically, which he's a fucking phenomenal athlete, and he loves Halloween. He loves putting those headstones out with all the quarterback names. So maybe he has a huge game here, but he's going to need like four sacks to, to keep him in this thing. And he could. He's a game record. He but could. I, yeah. I agree with you. I, so Seahawks hey. money line, Texans money line, which is just a win, and Vikings to cover the one and a half. So they got to win by two. It's plus three fifty seven. Twenty bucks pays pays ninety one. Bucky T, put it in. Let's do it. Let's go win some money. Hey, you know what? Um, you know what I'm gonna do. Unlike uh, my co-host, is I'm not gonna shame your bet. I love that bet. I'm actually I want to ride with you, Bucky T. When you're listening here. Throw another 20 on it. Put 40 on it, okay? Hey, I wasn't shaming you. If you love someone, you have hard conversations with them. That's what it's all about, man. Hey, we do need to give love a chance like we talked about. (laughs) I did say I was out on that, though. All right, moving on. What do we got next? Are we going to the MLB World Series, or are we hitting the little NBA season breakdown? I think we got to hit the World Series first. You know, it's it's, – it's October. It's October. We're getting into November coming soon, which is, you know, World Series time. Uh, definitely didn't play out the way anyone really saw um, it happening. But we got the Diamondbacks and the Rangers getting started tomorrow night. Um, Rangers are minus 170 to win that game one. They're also minus 170 to win the series. I kind of have to lean Rangers uh, just with the amount of talent they have, but Diamondbacks, 
just keep shocking everyone. Um, so I don't, I don't know. So it's going to be an interesting series. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think that the, the Rangers do have the talent, but to go beat the Phillies in Philadelphia, like the Rangers beat the Astros who have like, you know, this kind of mini dynasty going with the NLCS and all this shit. But this year they really weren't that good of a ALCS. team. Huh? ALCS. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. ALCS. Uh, they used to be, they know fun fact. That's true. Long time ago. Um, but the Astros this year really just weren't that good of a team. Uh, you know, they barely squeaked into the playoffs and obviously got the, the division winners, but I don't know. I think for the Diamondbacks to go beat the Dodgers, who were a very fucking good team, and then beat the Phillies, who were hotter than the fucking sun at the time, two games in Philly, like elimination games, and go win that, like they just proved they got the nuts. These young guys can fucking play. They came here to win. They're not scared of shit. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think they're going to pull it off. I think they're going to win this series. I think it's going to start game one. Zach Gallon struggled a little bit in a couple games this postseason. I think he's going to have a an absolutely dominant performance where we look back like at the end of his career it's like remember when that guy was like 25 i don't know how old he is but and he fucking shut down the rangers in the world series that shit was nuts yeah i feel that they play like you said they're just a young team and they really just play like they're they're so unbothered they're just out there like they're like we have nothing to lose we're not supposed to be here we're they're playing with house money and I, I agree with you. I think, you know, the value that you get right now, it's, you know, the Dimebacks have already beat three teams that they weren't necessarily supposed to. Um, so what's an, what's one more series? You know, the value you can get by betting them, um, probably worth worth the risk there. Yeah, they're plus 145. So, you know, you get a little, a little, juice. little plus action. Love that. Now you want to talk uh, World Series MVP? Yeah, let's do it. If I really think the Diamondbacks are going to win, their two best players, Kettle Marte and Corbin Carroll, are plus a thousand. So you put ten bucks on one of them to win the World Series MVP. That's going to pay a hundred. But I kind of like going a, a little crazy. Zach Gallon, like I said, I think he's going to have a huge game. Game one. And then he's going to get to pitch at least one more time, if not two. If this thing goes seven, he's probably pitching two more times after that. He's plus two thousand, so ten bucks and win, pay you two hundred. And I think if they are going to win this series, if the Diamondbacks can do it, they're going to need those young guys to hit, but they're also going to need one of these pitchers to fucking step up. Maybe it's that fat guy. Maybe he's the one I should be betting on. But I think Zach Gallon is just an elite arm, and he's going to show it right here. Yeah, I like that idea, especially for the value there um, of going with Gallon. Um, I would probably lean Carroll there just because he is he's their like face of the team. Um he's he's their stud, gonna be rookie of the year. Um what a way to cap off a rookie season by uh when World Series MVP as well. But I do like the idea of betting Gallon on that. Um just for the extra juice and the squeeze, you know? Yeah. And I think if, if you think the Rangers are going to win the best odds for the MVP, which, you know, obviously because Vegas thinks the Rangers will win is a Dolas Garcia at plus 500. Who's been absolutely mashing the ball. He hit that grand slam. And what was that? That was game seven, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Game six. six. Yeah. 
to basically put it out of reach. It, it was eighth inning or ninth inning, making like an eight run game. Um, he's been hitting the shit out of the ball. But then Corey Seager, we've talked about this so many times. Like he's just been there. He's won a World Series MVP. He's gonna hit some bombs. He's gonna play lights out. I'm pretty confident that he will be the one that leads the way if they do win it. Like he's just such a steady fucking ball player. That's where I would go. He's plus five fifty. Get a little extra juice on it. But what are you thinking? Yeah, I'd lean. Um, I'd lean Seager as well because you know Garcia is very much uh, like he strikes out a lot and hits a lot of bombs. If he's not hitting the bombs, he's not. Um, he's not super. You know, helpful in that regard, and that can hurt his uh, MVP chances. Meanwhile, Seager. Is more of a he hits for more average, um, you know, a lot of extra base hits and also hits bombs. Um, so the fact that you get a little extra out of him, I I'd probably lean him. Um, but man, Garcia is fun to watch, so it's mm-hmm. hard to hard to not ride with him there too. He's cocky too. You gotta love it, man. He fucking love pips it. the shit out of those bombs. And of course, Seager just kind of runs his little bases. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's cover some NBA action. It kicked off two days ago on Tuesday night. Had a couple games with some of the big teams and a full-ass slate on Wednesday. We're not going to cover every game. I think the way we'll handle the NBA as we go along is hit on the big ones. You know, it's 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 not critical to watch every game. They play 82 games in a season, so you can't really keep up with all of them. But we'll touch on the big points, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, all you cool kids out there. I don't fucking watch basketball until April, March, April. When do the playoffs start? I don't even fucking know. That's how casual I am. So Kyle V, take me through it. You're a teacher. You got your master's degree. Give me that education on the National Basketball Association. I'll I'll say all this uh, before I before I start with this. Uh, I am a admittedly uh, casual when it comes to the NBA as well. But I, I would say I get interested around Christmas time. Um, so that makes me that gives me at least, you know, a three month head start on my co-host here. Um, but for now, I, you know, we just need to touch base a little bit on some of the big moves we talked about on the pod uh, a few weeks back. But big trade um, of the year was Damian Lillard getting traded from the Blazers to the, the Bucks. He had his debut with them tonight. And just absolutely shiny. Scored 39 points. Um, really was going crazy in the fourth quarter. Back and forth game. It was an exciting game. Um, but yeah, he's teaming up with Giannis um, over there in Milwaukee. And they they have a, a good squad. On the flip side, to get him, they had to trade uh, Drew Holiday, um, who the Blazers then traded to the Celtics. So the Celtics... Um, are actually the odds on favorite to win the title this year, which I was kind of surprised to see. Um, but they, you know, they have a good squad again. They got uh Christoph's Porzingis coming over there as well. Um, Jason Tatum, obviously still going to be there. Jalen Brown resigned. And then um, Drew holiday. They're going to be a very good defensive team. Um, so that'll be interesting in the East there. In the West, we got the super team in the Suns. Kind of feels like this could be the last, like, real of the, like, original super teams. The last, like, they're just riding with a big three and hoping everything else fits in. They got uh, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and then they just added Bradley Beal, um, who 
has yet to play in either their first two games. Um, Booker played their first game, which they won, um, but he sat out tonight against the Lakers, so they didn't have Booker or Beal. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. They don't. They lost out on a lot of depth by making these moves, uh, by making that move. But I mean, that's three top, probably fifteen, maybe top twenty players in the league on one team. Um, so that's pretty, pretty uh, legit over there for them. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, like I said, realistically, if you're just a casual like me, um, you don't need to you check in on it you keep up on your uh you check your scores um you know i i watch uh i watch basketball for uh my parlays and my uh player props and and hope that you know hope i make some money while watching it but it's it's exciting stuff but you know like you said long season very long season so um pace yourself on it and just the exciting part of it going in is that i feel there's about you know six Teams, maybe five to six teams that could legit have a shot to win the title, which um, if you follow the NBA, um, there's been a lot of years where you just there's two teams that could win it and or maybe a third. And it's just not that exciting. Uh, but this year's a little more a little more depth to the league, which is uh, which should be fun to watch. Yeah. How many years in a row did we get Warriors Cavs? Was that three? It was it might have been more. I, it might have been That's four. But I'm looking at the odds right now. You know, if you look at like the conferences, Eastern Conference, it's Celtics. Celtics and Bucks are pretty even, um, but there's a, a large gap between those two. And then the Sixers, Cavs, which, you know, I think at that point, I mean, the Heat, Knicks are up there. Those top two teams, you throw in the Sixers because of Embiid, but with, with everything going on with Harden, I don't think that they're really a contender. It kind of ends right there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's where the, um, the East, like if you look just at the betting odds, they're really just saying it's Celtics or bucks, uh, coming out of there, which I would agree with. Um, you touched on Harden there a little bit, super weird situation with the Sixers. Um, you know, they have James Harden on that team. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, he actually showed up to go on the road with the team after not being at practice for a week not training with them for over a week. Um, and he just showed up ready to travel and they're like, no, you're, you're not traveling with us. So at least good for them, I guess, for doing that, but just tanking his trade value. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with him. It's just going to be an awkward situation. They're really competitive with the bucks tonight. Um, but hard to imagine, uh, you know, Embiid carrying them completely on his own and then hard to imagine them getting anything back in it any potential trade with Harden, like anything really worth much um, when everyone and their mama knows that he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. That's super weird. He's, he's gone like full, like Kanye. It feels like he's just like fucking doing whatever the fuck he wants. I don't give a shit. Uh, Which good for him, but not great for the team or like he said, his trade value. Yeah. Uh, One thing, and maybe this is strip clubs. Good for the strip clubs. Absolutely. Until he runs out of money. But one thing that I was kind of surprised about, is the Heat plus a thousand with the Cavs even higher than them? I mean, maybe this is the casual. I mean, you know, I know they missed out on Dane. They're trying to get him, but it seems like they're always just fucking super competitive in the East and they're always right there. Maybe Jimmy Butler's getting a little older, just running out of time or what? 
Yeah, I think it's just a matter of them not um, adding anything, really. They're just kind of running it back, which, like you said, it's a good group. Butler is awesome. But I think with the Bucks making the move for Dame like they did um, and the Celtics, you know, making the moves they did, there's not really a, a spot for the Heat to advance out barring injuries. Um, that being said, I could see the Cavs being ahead of them because, you know, they were pretty solid last year. They have Donovan Mitchell. Um, they have a, a good, young core, huh? Yeah, young core. And if they improve, you know, um, Evan Mobley over there out of USC, pretty good guy. Um, if they improve, I could see that. Definitely could see them being above the Sixers here in the coming weeks as this Harden situation plays out. I think um, the reason you see them at plus 750 still is – if Harden were to be there, they'd probably be around plus 500, maybe mm -hmm. plus 400. Um, but the uncertainty, the uncertainty of it has them down there. Um, whereas if once they know that he's not going to be around, I think they definitely drop below the heat and maybe even the Knicks in the East. Um, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, the West definitely much more wide open, which that's kind of the point I was getting at in regards to teams that could win. I could see the Celtics or Bucks winning the whole whole damn thing this year. In the West, you have the Nuggets as the favorites at plus two eighty uh, to get to the finals, as they should be. You know, defending champs um, brought back most of their core, um, really good team. But then you got the Suns, which we talked about that super team over there. Lakers made a lot of moves. Um, LeBron in year twenty one, which is just insane. But he these first two games, he's without a doubt the best player on the court for the Lakers. And it's, they're so much better when he's on the court. Um, they're going to try to manage his minutes cause he's uh, going to be getting his a AARP card soon, I think, but um, <laughs> he's uh, you know, they made moves around him um, where I could see them getting to the finals. Um, and obviously that's a Homer take with that's me a, being a sizzling hot take right there. But, um, it could happen. Warriors too. That's a team you just never know. You know, there. This kind of feels like it probably is officially their last, uh, last go at it. Um, they're sitting at plus six hundred, and the team. I hate to say it, really hate to say it as a Lakers fan, but there's really good value with the Clippers. Um, they're sitting as the fifth best odds to get to the finals. When you go over to champion, uh, talking about them as champions, they're at plus eighteen hundred. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George at their peaks are both top 10 guys. Um, they've had them for this is going on, I think, the third season. And there's always someone injured. Always something comes up. They don't even make it past the second round. Um, but that being said, they're so talented that the the value of, of betting them um, is probably my best bet out of the champion odds. Um, just because you know, at plus eighteen hundred, you bet a hundred bucks, you're getting one or ten bucks, you're getting um one eighty. You bet a hundred dollars, you're getting eighteen hundred. That feels like the best odds um, for me with the talent they have, um, and they're really the only team that's showing any interest in James Harden. And if this situation continues to play out um, this way, um, they could potentially get him for without giving up much. And could you imagine a team of uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, <laughs> Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. That's just a, a weird, weird team. But 
so much talent that who knows, you know? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucking super weird to watch. Talk about, I don't know. I don't know. That would be a crazy team. Guys would be taking every other game off, though. None of those guys can seem to stay on the fucking court. Except exactly. Westbrook. He seems to always be out there, but that's yeah. not the point you want out there out of those four. Yeah, Westbrook's a tryhard. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah well that wraps it up i think i mean anything else you want to cover on that um the only other thing is maybe a little mvp talk the odds um the odds uh Jokic is at plus 450 and luka is at plus 450 they're the they're top two there um i don't really like either of them to win it just because of the Jokic with the fatigue he's a one two uh one back to back Doncic, I don't really like him there because he's got Kyrie Irving with him. Feels like it could be a weird situation there in Dallas. It didn't really play out for them well last year. And Kyrie, you never really know what's going to happen. Um, that next tier, you have Giannis there at plus 550. But he just got Dame, um, so it's hard to imagine he wins MVP. Um, Embiid at plus 650, just tough to know what is going to play out in Philly. Um, the only so thing I, I would say that. on it, on Embiid is there was a lot of argument that he should have won it last year, right? Yeah. So maybe he gets a little bit of sympathy on that. And if he has another solid year, you know, know uh, a little makeup call. Here's an example of how uh, casual we are. Actually, Uh, Embiid did win it last year. We're wrong. Jokic won back-to-back the years before, (laughs) two years before. And then he didn't win it because he had won back-to-back. Well, there you go. Because he won back-to-back. Embiid got it. And then, Embiid sucked in the playoffs and Jokic went on yeah. and won the finals. Well, then Jokic is winning it this year. That's true. That's true. We're casuals. We didn't say we're smart about basketball. But we're um, about to make $450 when I put 100 on it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Take it to the bank. Jokic, MVP. Um, honestly, I really, really like Jason Tatum as MVP. Plus 700. Put 10 on that. Bring home 70 and then sprinkle that 70 somewhere else. All right. That's fucking talking basketball right there, boys. Yep. See you at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll check in on it every now and then. We'll talk about some shit. But like, you know, we talked about this a while back. It's a great time of the year because we've hit that sports equinox you mentioned. Football is in midseason form. we got the World Series going on. Basketball has officially kicked off. Hockey's kicked off. Even college football. Within the next, like, two or three weeks, you're going to start seeing, like, some seriously heavy matchups to figure out these divisions and figure out the college football playoffs. You got Michigan on a roll, but now they're embroiled in a scandal, cheating, stealing signs like the Houston Astros. Uh, it's just a lot of shit going on right now. It's a fucking great time to be a sports fan. If you're not a sports yeah, fan, dude. knock it off. Come on over, yeah. man. You feel this fucking great over here. Listen to the water cooler. Um, yeah, and not to overwhelm you guys, but also Champions League going for soccer, which we'll get into once, once stuff opens up. Best best competition, probably probably one of the it's it's top three top three competitions in the world. It's amazing. Sorry, but you lost me there. <laughs> Thank you. Get cut you out. I'll get you back. That's gonna do it. Thank you all for tuning in. We love you guys. And until next time, we'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers.
no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great Rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great It's that get loose Family all around and you kick tunes Good smoke, good people Come through if you play by the same rules We've been known to ride the wave Kick back, bullshit, misbehave Started tripping on myself so I had to get saved Stay in your lane if the way is paved There we go again, talking real heavy Listen up world, I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it, place it in your mind Everything can change in just one night There we go again, talking real heavy Listen up world, I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it, place it in your mind Everything can change in just one night